What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast about New York sports. I'm Sam Allen, joined by Matt McFeely. And Matt, um, you can cue the Yes Network rain music because a rainout day today for the Yankees. Supposed to be game two, Nestor Cortez against Shane Bieber in the Bronx. And game was postponed till tomorrow at one o'clock. So day game tomorrow for game two. Matt, what's going on? What's going on? How was your week? Pretty good. Not bad. Well, you, know, you were you were at you were at game one and, and you're also planning on on going tomorrow. And and planning on going tomorrow as well. I would have I would have actually been there, probably would have been about the you know third, fourth inning right now, but um here we are. So I'll be there tomorrow in the stands. If you're listening to this and you're there, uh section should I say my section? Or you think that's not too smart? <laughs> Uh, I think I think you say it. All right, section uh, two eleven, I believe it is. Oh, so, that's, that's actually that's not bad. Yeah, I got I got a good deal on like four seats. So me and a uh, couple, I think you. I mean, think I think you know them, but anyway, real vehicle. I want to talk. No, Ugh. I want to I want to talk about game one. Get into that a little bit, and then we're gonna preview game two. Get into some Jets and Giants, uh, maybe later in the episode, but. Let's start with game one. Yankees win 4-1. Um, my first question is just, what do you think the biggest headline of this game is? Well, we, we talked a lot about how game one was important and, and Garrett Cole going out there and shoving was important, and, and that's what he did. I mean, listen, not to the degree of getting the monkey off his back or anything like that, because we know what the challenge is that lies ahead, and that's going to be Houston and Alvarez, who's just, oh, my goodness, right now. Yeah, I was watching that game just now, uh, Houston and the Mariners talking about. And I mean, he got up and it was almost like you felt like he was going to hit a home run. And it's like he's a great hitter, but like your mistakes like become no doubters. Whereas like there's mistake hitters and then Jordan Alvarez is like a good hitter. That's also a mistake hitter. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I but, mean, but Cole, Cole was brilliant and and we could talk about how, you know, Cleveland's got to be the worst team in the postseason or like, man, they really don't hit. It is what it is. This was the, the kind of start that he needed, especially to ramp up going into oh, hopefully you would, you would think he wouldn't have to pitch again this series. Right. That's, um, that's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you already kind of, I don't want to say chalked it up to a loss, but if they were going to lose a game, it would be tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I think tomorrow, if they if they win tomorrow, they will lose the next game. If they lose tomorrow, they'll win the next game. Or they, right. actually, I think, if they lose tomorrow, they have a good chance to lose the next game, which could get scary. But let's not even talk about that yet. Right. That's what I was gonna let's, say. It's kind of it, it's funny how comfortable we feel right now, and it almost feels over already. But then, like, you never know. You lose tomorrow, and then who knows? You, you could drop well, game three, and then you know. But but I mean, you have to feel positive right now. Yeah, well, and, and I do feel positive, but what I will say is, yeah, we got our ace. If you want to look at it in just like from a pitching matchup point of view, we had our ace against their third or fourth starter and Cal Quantra to open, and we win that game. Now they have their, I guess, what they would see as two their next two pitchers in their rotation against our next two pitchers, but it's their one-two against our two-three. So Yankees might be at a little bit of a pitching disadvantage in the next two games, depending on how you see it. So my comfort level is as much as this next game, I think. I think if you go up 2-0, you take both at home, 
I'll feel obviously very a lot more confident. But I think this is a huge game. But let's get to game one first, right? Yeah. We we talked about Cole. Um, he shoved six and a third, four hits, one earned, uh, eight strikeouts, one walk, one hit by one hit batter. Stay That's up. all you want. <laughs> stay stay up where your head is now. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you when you when you dip, it's a. It goes low. Okay. <laughs> well, let me fix this. Is that better? Yeah, much. Okay. Sorry, it should have been in front of me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cole shoved. Um, the bullpen looked okay. Uh, Loisaga was looking a little shaky. He got a big ground ball, and when he came in, I think it was the seventh inning, he got a double play to end the inning. And he was looking a little like on the ropes a bit, but he got the double play to end it. He goes two-thirds. Wandy comes in. He's been one of the most consistent Yankee bullpen pieces all year he pitched like a the most quiet two three era of all time and you know he goes one and third clay holmes comes in and he goes two thirds and that's it that's their recipe so and if if i told you the, the comforting thing for me is if i told you the yankees won their first playoff game garrett cole to lot to two other bullpen pieces and then holmes ended it you would you would have been like yeah Sure, because Clay Holmes at that point in the beginning of the season was one the greatest closer in the league. So, but a little bit, I guess the Yankees are going to try and get back to that orthodox use of the bullpen where maybe they see Holmes as that their closer. I don't know. That's how I got the feeling of it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he did it in game one, you know, uh, I, guess, I guess that. By the way, is your phone glued to, to your desk or something? No, my hand is under like... I'm, there's like a little another desk thing underneath my desk that I like put my phone on. Yeah, it's just every time you every time you look down to read it. But but I mean, oh, let, me, I, it, let me readjust. <laughs> no, but I mean, nice to get a win in, in a game where you know you haven't gotten anything uh, from Judge or, or Stanton or even Glaber for that point. I, I shouldn't say haven't gotten anything, but but a game where where they didn't have to hit. Yeah, and and it's it's kind of two different sides of the coin because honestly. My, the way I look at it is, yeah, we, we got lucky winning that game with very little offense. And But if Stan and Judge are going to do nothing, which, again, it's one game. I'm not overreacting. I'm not saying no, I know. I I'm just saying it's nothing. A, but I'm just saying it's a plus to win in a game that they didn't. I, I, yeah. But I also think I also think the little bit, the, I guess that's the half the glass half full, whereas I would see the glass half empty because I think you can't, you're not going to beat teams like the Astros or any of the NL teams when judge and Stan go over, you know? Yeah. So I mean, judge, I, I will say judge, judge walked and then he stole second and then immediately ball went into center field in the throw and he's at third base. Yep. So obviously just puts pressure on the defense there. Um, trying to think anything else in this game really stand out. Uh, I mean, the, the guardians are what they are. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I- IKF kind of kicking a ball in the infield was a. Uh... Yeah, that was that was rough. And again, I was there, and I I kind of so I obviously felt the stadium presence in that time, and people were pretty pissed because then actually when he gets up in the next inning, I believe he hits into a double play that was like the first real scoring opportunity. So that was it was a rough rough start for him. But and then later in the game, he gets on third for. Um, singles down the right field line and it was mishandled in the right field and he actually got to third on it. Um, so that was huge. I think IKF bounced back. Josh Donaldson too. I thought in the first inning that throwdown where they had the strikeout, tried to throw him out at second two and Donaldson dropped the ball kind of on the tag. 
I thought he should have made that play. I know it was a shift, but I thought it was a play that Don, a guy like Donaldson definitely should be held accountable for not making. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, so and then he gets he has a great game, though. He got two hits. Um, Oswaldo Cabrera makes a great play in left field that I I said it when it happened. Aaron Hicks does not make that play. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about Cabrera because and listen, I, I don't want to kill the kid. Right. I mean, it's his first postseason game, whatever. But but there were some times where maybe it looked a little too big for him. And this is like not Shane Bieber. Oh, so no, I, feel, I disagree feel the same about just starting him every day. In the, in well, the yeah, I, I disagree. I thought he looked like I thought he looked like he belonged. I didn't. I thought like, first of all, I mean, you probably didn't see it if you weren't there. But and no, I don't even didn't think anyone made a big deal of it. But every time like something would happen in left field, like if you would make a catch, Cabrera would like would like turn around to the left field, the fans in left field. And he'd like do something like it almost, you know, where the Yankees do their roll call from the bleachers. Yeah. It, it looked like that. Like, it looked like he was doing a roll call celebration to left field. So he just looks – I think well, there's a lot good, of like little things him. he does. Yeah, I mean, sure. But, like, there, there's a lot of little things that he does that I think are very uh, – like, it look, makes him look comfortable. He looks like he belongs, I think. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, what The one thing I, I'll say about any sort of changes, I think, that might happen, I'm very curious to see how offensively aggressive the Yankees get with Bieber and not necessarily like uh, pitch count wise, but even starting with the lineup, right? You just mentioned IKF who had an error. And then there was another play where he jumped and a lot of people thought he should have caught that ball late in the game. Didn't end up hurting them, but I'm curious to see if they would put Stanton in the outfield, then move Oswaldo to short and then DH Matt Carpenter against Shane Bieber just to provide, because I, I think that's their best possible offensive lineup right now. Yeah, I Would think you if, you, if, you, if you put Stanton in the outfield, that's your best case scenario, cause and effect situation there. And and it just gives you the best offense, I think, because you you add you subtract IKF's bat, but you add Carpenter, you add Carpenter's bat, and you keep Stanton. And it's, and it's also an, a Carpenter's another lefty to go against Bieber. Yeah. So I th- I, I that's what I would do. And it's I don't even think it's like a slight to IKF even because in the late game, if Bieber comes out and they they throw in a lefty, you might even want to put IKF into pinch hit for someone. And then or you might want to have someone Oswaldo go out to left field. If you're up big, you don't need Stanton's bat. And then IKF can come play short. It's IKF isn't like the end of the world off the bench, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't think it's really even a slight, but I'm curious. I don't think they'll do it, but. Um, I feel like against a guy like Bieber, I would want my best offense on the, you know, against him. So that's all I really had. Do you have anything else you wanted to add about game one? No, not, not really. I mean, they, they, it's always good to take game one. Yeah. And, and they're, they're doing what we thought they were going to do. Um, well, when we get into game two, though, you know what I haven't talked about yet? It, it looks like the Astros are just going to be like sitting there like pretty waiting for you. So, like, it, the Yankees can't afford to, like, lose two games and pitch Garrett Cole at this point. And yeah, them. well, I see. I don't like necessarily looking ahead that much, to be honest. And I think for the Yankees, obviously, we have to see what Nestor has to do. But uh, if you're like a lot of people were complaining that, like, oh, well, the ALDS was scheduled so poorly, da, da, da. Sure. I mean, like, it might not be the best schedule thing, but it's not like it's different for the Yankees than it is for the Astros or it would have been, you know? Yeah. Like 
How about this? If you're so worried about the schedule and rain days, why don't you put a, a roof over your building? How about that? Every Is team that a good answer. To, every team has to do it at some point. Yeah, it's so it's so ridiculous that like someone mentioned, I forget who it was, um, but they were like, imagine you're Carlos Correa, right? And like you're you come from playing in Houston, this beautiful stadium that has like I'm pretty sure they have a retractable roof. You sign with the Twins, and like just for the hope that the Twins are good and. Imagine him playing in the World Series in Minnesota in November. Yeah. Would they even they, – they, I feel like they wouldn't be able to play sometimes. Yeah. Like an 8 o'clock game in Minnesota in on November 1st, it might be 10 degrees. Yep. Uh, I, I can't let you off the hook um, with game one yet. Um, there, there's a, a monster that we haven't talked about yet. Before we get to that, I'll give you the final line on Cole here. Uh, six and a third, just I four did that already. I did that already. The Cole line? Yeah, I, if I'm being honest, there's a lot of times where if I know you're going to talk for a minute, I, I definitely zone out. Oh, good. Read, so read, I did that. Already, stats. But Josh Donaldson. Yeah, well, I could, you know, my stance on him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, Josh you Donaldson. And I, we always say, like, do whatever you want. But if you're wrong, you have to sit down. That was inexcusable. It was it was silly. It was embarrassing. I mean, even if the ball gets over. And as embarrassing as it was, you know, getting tagged out at first base, I would have been embarrassed just pimping a porch job in the first place. That's the title of my next book, by the way. <laughs> pimping a porch job. Yeah. I haven't gotten a nice porch job in a while. <laughs> um, I agree because he's been doing it all year. Right. And like, I'm not a get off my my lawn kind of guy. No, but like, that's not what it is. It's just, it's not, it's ridiculous. It's not Especially the time. in the playoffs. And he's done it. Like he's a repeat offender. This is third he's time it. doing it and, and, and being embarrassed by it. Like not even like, like coming close. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. And like, it's just not a good look for a guy who's like, it also would be one thing if Donaldson was like having a great season, he's having yes. the worst season of his career. So it's yeah. like, it's like borderline laughable. Yeah, if and, that happens and, to judge, it's just like a, we make a joke about it. But this guy. And so, all right. So we talked about pre-show about the and I know this is not going to be the direct tie that I, I said I would do. But the Nestor Cortez article that came out today in the Players Tribune was wonderful. And there was a quote from it about how all the players like um, always go to like the hotel rooms after and like they'll have like team meetings and they'll literally just talk and BS, blah, blah, blah. And there's some cool excerpts in there. If you get a chance to look at it, um, I put it on my Instagram. I'll share it on the podcast Instagram. But it's a great article about the Yankees. And he goes on and like lists like, oh, yeah, there's all these like, you know, leaders on the team, blah, blah, blah. And he's he says something like he's like, oh, you know, there's guys like Rizzo and Judge and big and things like Big G or Stanton. And then he mentions like Glaber and like it's like, hmm. Like you think Donaldson's name would come up, like especially you know, because when he came here, he was supposed to be like this leader presence. And that's ex that is exactly my point. And like, sure, maybe obviously he's he probably there's probably no hate there or anything, but like, no, if he's John Donaldson, I feel like he plays like it's his team when he was on the chopping block for the postseason. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just ir he just irks me. Um. Let's get into game two or our preview of game two a little bit. I know we hinted at it, but Nestor Cortez, his first playoff um, start and against Shane Bieber, who is the Guardians ace that looked absolutely phenomenal so far in the postseason. Um, I, I'll admit it. 
I'm nervous. I, I especially I didn't think the Yankees offense looked great in game one. Cal Quantrill is very underrated, in my opinion, but the Yankees still couldn't get the bats going. Like I wanted to see the Yankees jump on their third starter, but he for he was going he had at a point he had like four perfect innings, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to see them jump on Bieber a little bit. Do you continue to just bat? And, and look, I, I said this to you the other day. I'm, I'm not an analytics nerd. Okay. So I'm sure there's numbers that prove me wrong and whatever. It, it, do you want to keep batting judge leadoff? It just feels like getting way too cute. Well, no. And, but I have a different reason other than like, you know, just judges numbers. I'm it. What's more nervous to me is I don't like, I, I guess that there's two things. One, the fact that, Every time the nine hitter, it, it, let's say there's innings, there's like eight, nine, one. Like you, the, the way the Yankees lineup is constructed, like the eight and nine hitters are going to be like you, the two worst hitters on the team. So they're most likely not going to be on for judge, even if the even if the lineup came around for him, like even if he was third up in the order. But also, too, I don't like that guys like Rizzo and Stanton and like even Glaber. Glaber's got a, like a little more speed than Glaber, than Stanton and Rizzo, but they are so double play prone. Like it's almost like if judge here's the, here's what I'll say. If judge is on first at any point tomorrow, like I would, it's, I, I don't even know how to put this in words. Like I just have so much better of a feeling with judge on second than I do on, with him on first with, with Rizzo up. Does that make sense? Like I'm so scared of the double play that, I don't even like get excited when judge only gets walked. You know what I mean? It's almost like, I feel like it's going to be wasted. Yeah. Do, do they, uh, do they lead the, the league in, in a double plays again? Um, I would assume they're up there just because yeah. I watch them all the time, but I'm, I'm not sure if they lead the league, but so no, I don't, I don't think judge should necessarily lead off. I, I, I knew they were successful with it and I don't think they'll change that for game two. A lot of the changes I think that they should do are more projected towards the, the CS if they get there, because I just don't think they'll change anything with against the Guardians. I feel like they can they'll say we, we don't need to do anything to beat them kind of yeah. thing. So but what I, I would like to see him go back to. Honestly, I wouldn't hate batting him three. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Like two, he, he struggled at two and like, I mean, struggled struggled to Jace because he had an MVP season. But yeah. Oh man, he struggled this year. Yeah, I mean, struggling for him is like batting 280 with like, you know, 10 home runs. That's struggling for him. But yeah. at three, I think it's like you, you can put a guy like Stanton in front of him, or you can put a guy like, you know, even like if you get Carpenter back, I wouldn't hate Carpenter in front of him, or even I like or Rizzo, maybe Rizzo one, Stanton two, Judge three. Donaldson and then four. like, yeah, Donaldson four, something like that. Like, or even if you really wanted to, and I think this is, this would be good, like defensive lineup maneuvering. If you could surround judge with uh, lefties. So either Rizzo judge, then Carpenter or Rizzo judge, then Oswaldo Cabrera, Rizzo judge, uh, Benintendi eventually. But because that way, let's say an inning comes up where it's Rizzo leads off the inning you can't bring in a righty specialist. You can't bring in a righty for judge. You have to bring in a lefty because you have two lefties you're facing or just stick with what you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what I'm trying to say is in a, in a defensive matchup way, if you have lefty, righty, lefty, and judges that righty, they're either, they're going to have to make a choice to have a righty come in and face two lefties. 
and just so they could have a better matchup on Judge, or they're going to have a lefty come in, face two lefties, and then Judge gets a lefty-righty matchup. It's it's a little like it's a little high level, but I think right now they don't have that because right now if it's they have Judge and Rizzo, but if their their first their eight and nine hitters are both righties too, yeah. So you know, I guess maybe a way around that is just doing Oswaldo Cabrera in ninth, just so you're always he's always surrounded by two potential lefties. I don't know, but I think again, I think all of these potential changes will come in the the eventual hopeful CS, uh, not necessarily the next game. So yeah. What, what, uh, what time is this game tomorrow? Now that one it's- o'clock it's a oh. day game, which is yeah. going to be really, really, I think it's going to be weird. That's it's another feel thing. Weird. Like, yeah. It's going to feel weird. And I, I would be not stunned if it was a sellout, but like, you know, people work, it's a Friday. Like people, I'm sure there's a lot of people that wouldn't, aren't able to get off work tomorrow to go to the Yankees. Yeah, I, I I wonder if there's like because obviously it's a sellout, but I I do wonder how how obviously it's not going to look empty, but it's not going to look like game one. Yeah, well, we'll post a picture on the podcast page for sure. By the way, I think we're like six and one combined in games we go to. So I'm going to the game <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, if you want to take that trend for what it's worth, maybe the Yankees win. Uh, I'm just going to go out of whim and say it. But you're, you're going to a, a playoff game on a sunny Friday at one o'clock at 70 degrees. It's, it's going to feel like May 15th. Yeah, I, I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm hopefully I'm hoping it's empty so that I could do like one of those like, you know, May games where there's no one three rows in front of you. So you can <laughs> yeah. just like put yeah, your right. feet out. Yeah, those are fun. But um, I don't know. Not much more to say about game two. I think they need to jump on. They need to really jump on Bieber. Um, I'm not really scared of. Class A is great, but I'm not really scared of anyone else in the Guardians bullpen. I think the Yankees will handle Karen Jack. He's their next best option. Um, yeah, not, I think the Guardians are not much of a worry. I, I just think if there's a game to win, it's going to be either tomorrow with Bieber or if they lose tomorrow, I think they're extra motivated to win that first home game. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 I think the whole rest of the series – the. The player to watch is going to be Stanton because you're going to need him to start hitting before before Houston and not even hitting like, you know, 400, like hit a little bit, like hit like 250 at least. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's not even doing that right now. So we'll see again. I'm, my prediction was Yankees three one. And then I also just am just always going to give Stanton the benefit of doubt in the postseason until it's over. So I'm, it's I think that's fair. I think he's earned that. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, um, you want to hop over to football? Yeah, a little bit I guess some locals. So. Oh wait, 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 wait! We didn't, uh, we didn't talk about the Mets yet. Life for me is just the bros. You block to you when your name is Q. So the Jets. On the road against Green Bay, um, Packers minus seven and a half. And I'll be blunt here. Love what the Jets did last week. But I think that the Packers are going to just absolutely take it out on the Jets. That's yeah, just how you, I feel. We're both big believers in, I don't know if you want to call it hungry or dog or whatever. And people like to combat that with like, well, well, why wouldn't the Jets want it? It's not that, but there is something to it, right? There's something to when a team really needs a win and I shouldn't say really needs a win, but coming off of a loss to the giants 
that, you know, and that was in a neutral site. It would be tough to see the Jets go into Lambeau and, and, and win a game like that. But I am surprised at the at the seven and a half. I think that's it's higher than I thought it would be. I don't want to call it unfair, um, but I, I didn't think it would be that large a number. Yeah, well, I think after last week, it, it shouldn't have been. And I don't hate the Jets like with the points here, just from a betting perspective. Like, I think they could, this could be a touchdown game. Yeah, I could be. But I think I, I would be. I, let me say this. I think it could be a touchdown game, but like my mind is saying like they're just going to beat down the Jets. So I, I don't know which way I'm going to really, really sit here. Um, but again, I just what I've said the whole time, baby steps from Zach Wilson. I want to see him get better. He had a great game last week. Uh, he played well in the I guess the second half from the week before. Just play. Just play well. Hang there with Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau. You know, like yeah. I want to see that that this is a real team and not just like some two week fluke. Yeah, well, the Jet the Jets are two and zero right now in our eyes. So I, I yes, I, I'd sign up for for two and one and and a close game in Lambeau. Yeah, and and so we never got to do the Jets win loss win loss win game, right? But I think this is a good time to do maybe do rest of season. I think we know okay. what they are now to the point where we can do that. When when Flacco was playing, we didn't have anything to base anything off of. Okay, so all right, so we got we have two weeks to base it off of. So in our mind, right? So I'll, I'll play the game with you again. Don't look at the schedule. Cause I want it to be, I don't want you to predict. I don't want you to say like, Oh, well, they're going to play. Maybe they split here da, 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 or maybe they'll win this, lose this one. So let's okay. just go straight. Win loss jets at Packers. We're going to give them a loss. Okay. Three and three jets at Broncos. You'd have to say win right now. I like, I think I agree. You have to. all this Russell Wilson news is like, yeah, uh, a little bit concerning. It's just, I, I feel like the reason we hesitate is just because it's the Jets and, and there's like this stigma and, the, and there's just something in your head, but you have to take the Jets to win that game. I agree. So that's four and three. Patriots at Jets. Probably no, still no Mac Jones, by the way. Give me the Jets. I agree. So that's five. Was that five and three? Five and three. Bills at Jets, five and yeah. four. Yep. And then Jets go to New England. You know what? Just sweep New England. Just do it. I, when was the last time that happened, do you think? I don't know, but I'm going to, I think I disagree. I'm just, I, why not? You know, like they don't look, I, by the way, I, I nailed that Patriots pick. Yeah. <laughs> you did. But yeah. I think, I don't think they, I don't think they're at the point yet where they're like, uh, we're going to sweep New England team. Maybe, I think they're no. at the point where they, they can win at home. But, yeah, no, but, so. but like the way that we like, we just kind of said they were going to win the first one. I think they go into that second game thinking like, let's just do it again. And it's got to happen at some point. So uh, I'll take the Jets. So that's five and four. Then that would be what? Five and five. Okay. So six and four is that? So they were Jets. What are they? Yeah. Three and two right now. So three and three, yeah, yeah. four six, and three, six and four. Okay. If we six, go by my, by my, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going by yours. So six and four bears at jets. I think that's seven and four. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, oh my God, are you watching this game right now? Yeah, no, this is uh this is a, a tough one. I wish I wasn't watching it to be yeah. honest. Um, so seven and four and then jets at Vikings. I think that's gotta be a loss. Yeah. It's I don't, be. they're just a better team. I yeah. don't care how they're performing. They're just a better team. I agree. So seven and five jets at bills, seven and six 
So, okay. So now if you're a Jeff fan and you, you look at your schedule, right. And I, I said, I wasn't going to predict anything, but so you're, if the jets are seven and six and they're looking at their schedule and say home game against the Jaguars away at the Seahawks away at the dolphins, could they get nine games? There is a world where they, where they can, um, I, you know, I don't think they will as much as I'm going game by game. And I, and I, I guess I'll probably have them eight or nine, at eight or nine wins. Um, you know, it, it's hard to, to maintain something like that. They probably finish around seven or eight, but I mean, that's exciting to think that there's a world where they could win about nine games. And I'll tell you this. And I, I think I, I disagree with you a little bit, but I think that if the jets win nine games, I'll even say eight games. It is such a plus for this team. That is so like, what are they? How many wins did they have last year? Was it three or four? Yeah, okay. Well, but how about the year before that? About the same. What about the last? When was the last time they had over six wins? I think they oh over six. Yeah. They might have won seven with McCown. There you go. If you win eight this year, in the second year of what you think is your future quarterback. And I, I, I mean, I'm a Jet fan. What we, us Jet fans think as a, our future quarterback thus far, I think people would be so happy for the Jets. It doesn't matter if they make the playoffs or not. I just think that that would be so huge for the Jets, but. Yeah. Isn't it nice to not be like just uh, sitting on tankathon all day and just waiting for the draft pick? Like, isn't it nice to win some games and then start trending forward that way? It's, it's and so much laugh more at your fun. Team. <laughs> literally laughing at your team every week. Like I would not, I would watch the jets and like, I would just like look at myself in the mirror and be like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why am I doing this? Yeah. So I, I, I have this for you that in 2019, they did win seven games. Wow. Um, they hadn't won more than seven since 2015 when they went 10 and six and somehow missed the playoffs. All right. Well, let's, let's go over to the other local team before we end this. Giants hosting the Ravens. Giants are four and one. The Ravens yeah. are three and two. But I think everyone would say, including Vegas, because the line is the Ravens are giving five and a half, that the Ravens are a lot better than the Giants. A lot, like a lot better. Don't you think that the uh, where this, where is this game? Is this at home? In MetLife. So maybe that changes it a little bit. But don't you think that the Jets Packers line? should have been less than the Giants Ravens. Well, it depends how you feel about the Giants. And I think that this is a telltale sign of what Vegas thinks of the Giants. Cause I feel like they, the Giants have played well and they're not, they're not a bad team. Like no. the Giants are good. They have a good defense. Take uh, on Barkley is going off this year. He's every week. He's just a surefire lock for a hundred plus scrimmage yards. Yeah. He is hundred percent back. Yeah. Yeah. No, no questions asked about that. Uh, Daniel Jones has looked good, I thought, in two straight games, like really exceptional in two straight games. Um, do I think the Giants can win this game? Yeah, I, I think I do. I think I think there's a way that I could the Giants can win this game. I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson is a lot to handle, and this is going to be a huge test on the defense of the Giants because they, they might not have anyone standout-ish outside of Lamar Jackson. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is there. I think Bateman's been ruled out. So you got guys like Duvernay. That receiving core is very suspicious. 
I wonder if they, the the Yankees, (laughs) the Jets, not even the Jets, the Giants can like, I don't know, maybe, maybe put some pressure on Lamar Jackson, run a lot of blitzes. I know Wink Martindale, very, one thing I'll say, and I I didn't realize this till today, Giants defensive coordinator is Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale used, used to be the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. So, you know. That all day at practice, Wink Martindale is watching Lamar Jackson, knows his tendencies, knows him very well. And I I guess how I want to wrap up my how the Giants can win. The Giants will win if their defense comes out and has an absolute stud, flawless game plan against Lamar Jackson. And it's very possible. Yeah, no, that's something. And that's something that I that I hadn't noticed or realized. Um, I I I don't think I don't think that they can win the game. I really don't think there's a way they can win the game. I think the Ravens are better than them in every facet, really. Um, it, it would take a, a total fluky meltdown for the for the Giants to win the game. But um Oh no, I'm not there. I'm no, I'm, I am. I am. Um so you think the Giants are just like a fluke? Well, no, because I don't I don't know how to put this. I don't think they're a fluke. I, like we said before, they're not a bad team, but are they maybe the worst four in one team that you could think of? I mean, yeah, but even if would okay, so you're saying your opinion would change on them if they were three and two? Yeah, if they if like they a, like a lot. Well, what do you well? Because you're because you're making it sound like oh yeah, they're not four and one, but like if they were three and two, would you think they should be three and two, or you think they're worse than three and two? Oh well, I I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect them to beat the Packers, so them winning that game makes me think more highly of the Giants. But I almost feel like we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I mean, I'm not at the point where I'm going to say, like, I don't know, that they're going to be any sort of playoff contender. But, like, if you're four and one, it's almost like you're you're almost like grandfathered into that. Yeah. And you know what? Now that Cowboys loss doesn't seem as bad as it did at the time. That Cowboys, the Cowboys are good. (laughs) Yeah. Regardless of who their quarterback is. I think Cooper Rush is good. That's we'll talk about that in our next pod. We'll go around the league and we'll talk about it. But that the Cowboys defense is good. and. I don't know if they go back to. to I know. I know what we're going to have. We're going to have to talk about that. Um, And, and I hold on. Let me, let me loop it back real quick because uh, before we get out of here, I just want to bring up like a little, I just want to put it in the air. You know, like sometimes you just like, we have our podcast now. Like it's not, everything's just going to be in text. I can put my takes out into the open so people can hear them. I think there's a, a real possibility that Dak Prescott could be the giants quarterback next year. Is that too far of a reach? You think I, I, like you said, we'll get to it. I still don't know that we're at the point that he doesn't reclaim his position, but, um, I'm, I just want to be the, I want to put my stake in the ground yeah, and be the first thought. one on the, the bandwagon, I guess. I'm not saying I'm rooting for it. Cause I actually think if Daniel Jones keeps playing like he is, he'll be the starting quarterback next year, but there is a line of things that can happen. That is not too ridiculous on either way that I think that can settle itself out that way. Well, yeah. I mean, they had interest in Russell Wilson, right? And dodged a bullet. Yeah. Or, or even this. How about this? And I know people have been saying this. There's a world where Lamar Jackson is the Giants starting quarterback next year. <laughs> well, he's I mean, gonna, like he's a crazy. Gonna get, he's going to get franchised, unfortunately. Well, he is. But would you say what's more likely that what's the likely of these three? Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback next year. Dak Prescott's a starting quarterback next year. 
Lamar Jackson's starting quarterback next year or option D uh, some kid from the draft. Um, I'm going to marry Daniel Jones and someone else. Like, I don't, I I still don't think we're at the point that they go into next season and he is the guy like they're going to bring him in with someone else, I think. So I'm going to marry that. I'm going to have relations with Prescott and I'm going to kill Lamar Jackson. Interesting. <laughs> um, all right. So that's a, that's going to be a topic for another day. The off-season pods are going to be lit. I yeah. Think. Yeah. This was, so, a, this was a nice little, little quick episode. I mean, we're mid-series with the Yankees. Uh, you know, the football's not here quite yet. So, um, you know, hopefully we, we get a chance to, to put another one out before yeah, Sunday. Probably, probably, I would say, look out for Saturday night, Sunday morning it to be out, the, the next one. About yeah. we're going to do – what are we going to do next one? We'll do – around the league um we'll talk about game two of the the yankee series as well as leading into game three um yeah and 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 we have a big knicks preview coming so big knicks preview as well as some hockey so we know i've been getting questions about hockey we we're gonna we'll talk about it we'll do our we'll do our best we might have to we'll do do our best but i think the rangers are gonna be so good this year that we're gonna have to talk about them at some point you know what we'll do we'll get a we'll get will borowski on here uh, we're going to have to ask the pinhead suits about that one. But <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. That's all for today. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, as always, reach out to us on socials and uh, look out for another pod, probably Saturday or Sunday morning. So thank you for listening. See you.